You are listening to This Is Spinal Crab, the podcast about living well with a spinal cord injury. Remember, if you heard it on This Is Spinal Crap, it's probably not medically correct, so always check with your spinal unit or an appropriate medical professional. This Is Spinal Crap is sponsored by Colourplast, providing effective solutions for bladder and bowel management. Thanks for joining us once more for another of our special This Is Spinal Crap episodes in partnership with the Spinal Injuries Association. We've been really delighted to see how many of you have been downloading or listening to the show. So we hope that you found our discussions helpful. And we're back today with an episode about exercise. As people with spinal cord injuries, we understand how important physical activity is for maintaining health, strength, and mental well-being. And today's guests are going to share a little bit of that wisdom with our listeners, and hopefully also a few simple tips about how you can stay active during lockdown. If you've been listening to this series so far, you'll know that the sound quality isn't quite as good as we'd usually like to have it. That's because we're recording remotely and with much less resources than we would have in our lovely Soho studio. So please forgive us for the paired backness of our shows. We promise not to compromise on the bad jokes, though. So let's let's keep at least one thing consistent. Um, again, you are listening to me, Ruth Early, and to Grace Spence-Green. Hi, Grace. Hi. How are you feeling today? Not bad, not bad, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm awake, that's what matters. What's a good start. If you're missing the rest of the Spinal Crap team, they've been dipping in and out of our Spinal Crap cafes with SIA. So those are on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3pm. So do pop in, continue the conversation um, and generally just hang out with us. Um, have you been enjoying the cafes, Grace? Yeah, really enjoying them. I feel like they're a really good place to discuss like after a podcast and the fact you can have the podcast guests there. I feel like it's a great place to discuss a bit more and then you hear what people thought of the show and what like their advice is. It's just really nice. It's just like having a it feels a little bit like a cafe because you just you can pop in, have a chat, you don't need to say anything if you don't want to, just listen. I liked as well that people kind of said, oh, I can't stay for the whole lot, but I just wanted to pop in and say hi. And we're like, yay, it's a cafe. <laughs> so that's good. So don't feel, if you're, if you're short on time, don't feel like you have to stay for the whole lot, but we do love to see your face. Um, Grace, how can people get involved with the cafe or where can they find more information about it on social media? So we have our Instagram, which is um, at this is Spinal Crap. We've got our Twitter account, Spinal Crap Show. Um, we have our Facebook, which is This Is Spinal Crap. Um, or you can email us at thisisspinalcrap at gmail.com. Fabulous. Okay. What our listeners are really wondering is um, who are today's guests? Uh, so it's another great lineup for this show. We have the founder of Gym Possible, Drew Graham. Hi, Drew. Hello. Great to be here. <laughs> and we have GB paratriathlete Josh Landman. Hi, Josh. Hello. Hello, it's great to be here. Good, good. We're glad to have you. Um, before we go any further, guys, I just need to share some information with Grace about how far we've come up in the world. So, Grace, we are now among some kind of chat show or interview royalty here. Josh, is it true that you were on Ellen? It is very true. 
Oh my god! We've never had a guest that's been on Ellen before. That is literally like we we made it now. Wow. What, what what were you doing on Ellen? Um, so a video of me doing um, a tough mudder went viral. I think like now, I think now it's like three years ago, maybe. Um, we had millions and millions and millions of hits. Uh, I think actually the last time I counted, I think it was about over seventy million. And then she just kind of like out of the blue, literally kind of got in touch through the actually surprisingly they got in touch through Facebook. Um, I got a message through through on Facebook, and um, at first I just kind of didn't know whether to believe it, and then I just thought, oh, "Suck it, I'm going along with it." So I just went along with it, and then from there I was just having um, like Skype meetings with the head producer and all that kind of stuff, and different bits and bobs, and then. Um, after that, it was getting all like, my flight details through and where I'm staying, like the schedule of the time I was there and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I've been on Ellen. How cool. Grace, I'm happy to have Ellen slappy seconds. Are you? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. I'm going to watch that video now. It's on YouTube. That's great. <laughs> right then, John, you must have it on your social media accounts then as well, Josh, do you? Yeah, there's bits on my social media. Um, there's a picture of me sat on the well, I'm sat in my chair, but um, sat where the sofas are on on the stage and stuff like that next to her. And yeah, so it's pretty cool. Very good, very good. Drew, have you ever been on Ellen? No, no, I've been on a lot of stuff, um, mainly just different medications, but never Ellen, unfortunately. <laughs> Very good, very good. So, Drew, you're not a stranger to this spinal crap, though. No, I've listened to it a lot. I've been uh, listening to it quite regularly. I really like the Quad Squad episodes because I'm a Tetra myself, so that was really interesting hearing uh, the insights from all those guys. You're also not a stranger to be mentioned on this spinal crap, though. All right, yeah, yeah. We uh, mentioned um, when you were talking about fitness the other week, I think. Yeah, you sent us in a question once a while back, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, just about how all the guys just stay fit, basically, what they did to keep fit. Yeah, that was really good. So yeah, we remembered we remembered you um, being in touch because we've been we've been in touch with you and wanted to do something with you for a while. So it's really really cool to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Tell us why you so you start you're the origins of your gym. Tell us why you started your gym and a bit about it. Yeah, so I broke my neck in 2014. I used to live in America. I was a professional athletics coach out there at a college, and I, um, I broke my neck in Colorado, and I did a lot of rehab out there. And there's loads of really good gym facilities for people with spinal cord injuries and other disabilities. And I came back to Newcastle, where I was from, and uh, there's just nothing. Um, I just really wanted to continue exercising, but... There was nothing at all, and I was quite depressed for a while, being un- unable to exercise. And being a Tetra, there was like C4 as well, on quite high level, so I kind of need specialist equipment, and there was just nowhere I could access stuff like FES bikes and all that sort of thing. So we set up a charity called Pop-Up Gym, and the idea was to kind of do pop-up sessions around the region, and then that kind of evolved. And um, in 2018, we opened a sort of static standard gym except uh, the only difference was that all the equipment is wheelchair accessible and um, 
it's sort of geared towards people in chairs. And then recently we changed the name to Gym Possible just to kind of better suit what we're doing because we're not really doing the pop-up sessions as much anymore. So all of our equipment, um, well, 90% of it's wheelchair accessible. The stuff that isn't is stuff like standard frames and walking bars and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, the, uh, the slogan is making exercise accessible and that's financially accessible and physically accessible because we're a charity. So we uh, do a lot of charity work to sort of subsidize the cost for our members. That's brilliant. And do any able-bodied people use your gym? Uh, no, it's um, pretty much just, just wheelchair users or people who sort of had a stroke and walk with a stick. So it's pretty much all people with some sort of mobility issue, various levels. It must have been really hard then to put that much work and love into your project. It must have been really difficult to make this decision or to be told that you had to shut down the gym during this crisis. Yeah, it was tough, but all of our members are in that sort of high-risk category, so we kind of had to do it earlier than we did it sort of before it was recommended just because I thought, you know, we've got a responsibility to our members to keep them safe, so we just had to kind of make the tough call and do it a couple of weeks ago now, but um, we're trying to do other stuff to keep them engaged and stuff. So what are you doing to keep them engaged? At the minute, we're uh, working on some, some exercise videos, seated exercise videos people can do at home. So uh, I've spent about 30 hours editing over the past few days to try and get these videos together to uh, put on social media. But um, yeah, we're, we're trying to do a few other things, but um, still early stages now, trying to come up with ideas and stuff. But we're going to do a little podcast as well, but we're not going to try and go head-to-head with the pros. Uh, this is final crap or just... Uh, and if people are looking to see what you're putting up on social media or how they might be able to keep fit at home, where can they find you? We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and um, our website's www.gympossible.org. Brilliant. Okay, and we can certainly share things, so make sure to tag us in. If you are putting something up on social media, we'd be happy to give it a retweet or whatever. Josh, you're also a sportsman or a fitness fanatic, is that right? It is, yes. Tell us a little bit about this whole GB uh, triathlon person thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, well, I started originally, um, as soon as I finished my accident, I went straight into kind of wanted to pursue sit skiing, um, mainly just for like recreational stuff so I could still go away with my family and friends and everything like that. Um, but I was always like big into my rugby, still into my fitness even before my accident. So just starting just to be able to go back into the gym um, after my accident was something that was important to me and something that I continue to do. Um, But then stopped the skiing and I've kind of now gone into triathlon. Um, This would have been my third season competing, um, but obviously all the races have stopped and been postponed because of obviously the the COVID-19 outbreak. So, yeah, just pretty much training full-time, um, every day of the week, uh, like out on my bike, racing wheelchair, usually swimming, but we can't really swim at the moment. So we've turned into kind of dry land swim training. Um, and then instead of going to the gym, we've, um, got equipment at home and turn it into like a bit of a home gym too. So who do you uh, train with? Uh, so I've trained on my own at home, uh, based myself from home. Like some athletes base themselves out of Loughborough. Um, that's where British triathlon are based. 
Um, but then others decide to base themselves at home just because it's, you've got to find your own, um, your own training environment that suits you best and kind of what access you've got to certain equipment, um, and like places to go to, etc. I get all my training through my coach, uh, weekly. Ian Thompson's my coach, who is Tanny Gray Thompson's husband. Oh yeah. So Ian sends me all my training. He's been, he's been my coach kind of pretty much ever since I started and absolutely moved me on like leaps and bounds. And he's an absolutely, he's a great coach to be around. So yeah, I'm pretty much kind of full time every day. So when you're in lockdown now, do you get to see Ian? How do you communicate with him? No. So even like when we're not in lockdown, um, I communicate with Ian like phone calls. Um, yesterday we were on a, um, a video call with some of the other coaches from uh, British Triathlon too. So there's that way. And then just kind of like texting and emails. So most of the time I'm, I am on my own anyway. So he'll send it me through and I've got a plan that week. I record all my training through kind of um, my computers, all that kind of stuff. And then it links to a software on my computer called Training Peaks. And that will give Ian all the data from each one of my sessions that I do. Isn't it amazing what technology can do? We're really discovering that now, aren't we, Grace? Yeah, that's so cool. God. You technically don't even have to see your coach. No. So how do you keep yourself motivated? Most of it is just kind of like knowing what what I can achieve and like what the end goals are. Um, well, obviously, every, every kind of athlete's dream is to qualify for a Paralympic Games and do all that kind of stuff and be at the top of their game as well. Um but I think for me, it's just like I know it's just something that I enjoy, and something that I enjoy will always motivate me. Like now, it's been a little bit more difficult because um, we're kind of training for nothing in theory because there's no racing this at the moment, so we don't know what we're training for. Um, so you got yourself set yourself like little targets, just kind of hit within maybe like three weeks, four weeks. And then reevaluate them at the end and cut until we kind of know what's happening with the racing um, scenario because you're training when you're coming up to a race, your training will be different to when you're not racing at all. Um, so, yeah, just motivation is something that I get from enjoyment, really. And what do you think now? So, there's going to be lots of people that are at home, they're in lockdown, they may be just with their family or maybe by, by themselves. And they've been all told at the current moment, we've been told that, yes, we can go out for exercise. How would you advise people to use that time wisely? I think based on having kind of, if you can go out for an hour, obviously I have a training plan, so it's all planned out and it's scheduled and stuff like that. So I'll use, I'll generally sometimes have like a bike session and a chair session or so I'll kind of choose to do one of those outside and most of the time it'll be my bike. So if you can kind of plan to know what you're going to do the following day and use that time outdoors when you're allowed um, to the best you can, then I think that's something that's going to, it'll help you instead of, instead of just going out and going, all right, what can I do now? And just kind of winging it. If you have, can, if you can create yourself a little plan or a little session to do each day outdoors, um, I think that's probably one way that will get try and get well would help, would get people motivated to get out. Do you plan your exercise, Grace? 
See, yeah, I've had this challenge because I was used to going to, um, I go to NeuroConnects, the physio, about once or twice a week usually, or I'll see my uh, climbing coach once a week. So I was very used to just relying on other people to, they'd have all the equipment, just give me, tell me what to do basically. And being here now at home and not having that and not having the equipment, I've had to sort of start thinking about what I can do basically. Um, and it's just, it's just been starting really small, like making sure yoga has been quite big for me at the moment. I've been making sure at least I'm stretching, like moving a lot because I was noticing, cause I'm, I'm revising a lot. I've got an exam in May at the moment. So I'm sitting at a desk a lot and I was noticing I was getting really bad back pain that I just haven't had before. And I think it's just cause I'm just sitting being able to, you know, I transfer onto like my bed or the floor and I'll try and yeah, do stretches, lie down, use my standing frame. Those uh, resistance bands are really good. I've been finding, I think it's hard for people yeah, that don't have any kind of equipment as such to figure out things to do. But I think I've also been, there's a lot of great online resources that are kind of popping up at the moment. Um, so I've been using a couple of those. Uh, Wheelpower are doing like adaptive yoga sessions online, and Adapt to Perform. It's like an Instagram account. He's been doing workouts five uh, five p.m. every day, and Chris's videos that he we posted on um this is Final Crap Instagram. I've been finding them really useful. Um, yeah, it just goes to show you don't need that much. There's so much you can do. You can find even if kind of like planning forward, you could. You've mentioned some of those, um, some of those like fitness pages. Even like before you go to bed, just have a look and think what you can do the next, like for the following day, and just save a video. So then, when you wake up in the morning, you've got your you've got your resistant band or you've got a piece of equipment or whatever. You know what you you know what you're going to do, like straight away. I think that's really good as well to plan it the, 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 like the night before because then I feel like you've made a promise to yourself that you're going to do it the next day. On the day, if I'm just trying to figure out what to do, it's very easy for me to just be like, oh, maybe I'll do it tomorrow or something. But if you've sort of made a commitment to, to yourself, I think that's important. So, Drew, you're going to be doing some videos now um, on your socials for the gym. So um, what kind of exercises will you be focusing on? Yeah, so it's kind of similar stuff to what Grace was talking about and some of those ones that those other pages are doing. But uh, all of ours, we're going to try and find stuff that you can just do with uh, things you can find around the house, like, say, a two-liter bottle of water would be two kilos. So... You could use that as a weight and stuff like that. So you won't need any specialist equipment. So it's all going to be uh, stuff designed for, you know, upper body stuff you can do in your chair. Okay, brilliant. And what have you been doing yourself to, to stay active since you've been in lockdown? Um, yeah, well, um, kind of like Josh was saying, it's, imp- it's important to have goals. So I've kind of set some smart goals, you know what they are? Yeah. Only just in case any of the listeners don't know. So a smart goal is a... Specific, measurable, attainable, or achievable, relevant, timely goal. So rather than saying, I want to lose weight, you could say, I want to lose two pounds. Uh, so it's measurable. Um, is it achievable? Yeah, two pounds is pretty achievable. Uh, is it relevant? Well, if you're trying to get fitter and lose weight, I guess it is. And then you could say, I want to lose that weight within a month. 
So it's, it becomes a smart goal. So when you've got a goal that's a bit more structured like that, it's a bit easier to kind of measure and keep track of. So I've been kind of setting myself little goals about, you know, I want to go outside and um, walk the dog or something for half an hour today, or I want to uh, do 20 minutes of biceps and tricep exercises with dumbbells, stuff like that. So that's kind of what I've been doing to set myself little goals, kind of like Josh was saying, it's important to have a bit of structure to your exercise. So Drew, one of the things that we've been talking to a lot of our guests about since we started doing this series with SIA was about how maybe we've had experiences in the past from having had our injuries and having gone through this, you know, huge crisis in our lives. And we're now at a point where maybe we've learned something through that experience that we can now pass on to other people. So not necessarily people with spinal cord injuries, but maybe just a general, general kind of advice or wisdom that we can pass on to other people. What would you think? Do you think your exercise would have been, um, that you've kind of learned things from your experiences that you can now pass on? I think isolation, unfortunately, isn't anything new for a lot of people who've had a spinal injury. Uh, I get out and about as much as I can, but, you know, I'm a lot more isolated than I used to be before my injury. So I think it's important to try and have a bit of structure to your day and keep busy and, you know, not sit around in pajamas just because you're in the house. Um, so I've kind of kind of learned that uh, that you have to try and engage your mind and have as structured a day as possible. Little little tasks uh, have little little jobs to do because there's loads of stuff to do around the house. I think uh, I've seen a lot of celebrities and stuff being a bit dramatic about being stuck in isolation. I think. Uh, They've only been in about two days and they're like saying how they're going crazy already and stuff. But I think they've just got to maybe try and find a bit more, a few more things to do and uh, try and engage your mind as much as possible. Yeah, I'm really interested in all, everybody who's, everybody's gotten slightly obsessed with this Joe Wicks thing at nine o'clock every morning, which is brilliant. I think it's a really, really good idea. But what I'd love to see is I'd love to see somebody doing that for kids with disabilities or for parents with disabilities who are trying to do something with their kids in the mornings that they can get more involved in. So maybe you could do something there, Drew. Yeah, that sounds good. So what's that? Is that like a PA, the PE class sort of thing he's doing? Yeah, it's PE with Joe Wicks and he does it like at nine o'clock in the morning and like you can tune in and get your kids up jumping around the place and doing exercises and stuff in the mornings. It's supposed to be like the PE classes that the kids would have at school, but I think that the kids kind of checked out on day two and now it's just loads of minutes. So, hey, it's all a bit of fun. It's all a bit of fun. Talking about a little bit of fun, guys, we have a game. We always have a game. So... We introduced some quiz questions recently, which seemed to go down well. Um, and we started playing quizzes with our guests. So today is no different. We're going to be asking you guys some questions. So then I have eight questions for each of you. And all of the questions are something to do with health, fitness, or well-being. And the winner is the person who gets the most correct answers. It's as simple as that. So the prize is usually our beautiful spinal crap mug. 
it's the much sought after mug which you guys can see here. Our listeners cannot see me showing this up to the screen, but, you know, they'll see it on our social media. Um, it's our cool mug. Um, and we can't give it to you in person, so the actual prize is an IOU for a Spinal Crap mug. Josh, I'm going to start with you, all right? All right, go on, man. Okay. Where in the body might cataracts and glaucoma be diagnosed? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, I, yeah, I... I. Yeah, it's the eyes. I was going to go through the answers afterwards, but whatever, it's fine. Which human organ is affected by Alzheimer's disease? Is it the brain? Yeah. Which is the most potent of the male sex hormones? The most potent? Testosterone. You are correct. Um, In what diseases does a hematologist specialise? Hematologist. Hemorrhoids? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I hope that was right. <laughs> How many kidneys does a person have? Two. Which part of the body is operated on in a tracheotomy? Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know that one. Which is the name of the medical instrument which doctors use to listen to the inside of a body? Oh. Oh, I don't know the name of him, but I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Which circular flow was first described by English doctor William Harvey in 1628? I don't know. Where have you got these questions from? I know. I just realised that they probably weren't the best ones. <laughs> I literally can't get raised with them. <laughs> I can't answer that one. So, that was slightly uh, slightly more scientific than I, I realised. Uh, but Grace, Grace, you can tell us. Where in the body might cataracts and glaucoma be diagnosed? Eyes. Yeah. Which human organ is affected by Alzheimer's disease? You got that right. That was the brain. Which is the most potent of the male sex hormones? That is testosterone. But I don't know what they mean by most potent. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. In which diseases does a hematologist specialize? That's Gracie? Blood. Yeah. How many kidneys does a person have? You said two, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Which part of the body is operated on in a tracheotomy, Gracie? The trachea. Yeah. It says it in the, it says it in the question. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of the medical instrument which doctors use to listen to the inside of a body? Grace? Very good. And which circular flow was first described by English doctor William Harvey in 1628? Circular flow? I think he invented, um, discovered like blood flow, but I don't know what if he means like the heart flow, the flow of the heart. Well, it says blood circulatory system, so yeah, yeah, blood flow, whatever. I'm not, I don't know the sciencey stuff, so I'm gonna go with Grace on this one. <laughs> so how many, how many did we get in that then, Josh? Out of eight, you got eight out of eight in that one. <laughs> Drew, you ready? <laughs> yeah. What do people with type 1 diabetes have to inject themselves with daily to keep alive? Insulin. What does a patient with amnesia suffer from? I think I'm suffering from it now. Uh, Memory loss. (laughs) Which short-bladed knife is used for surgical operations? Uh, Scalpel. First used in 1955, which external mechanical process replaces the function of the kidneys? Uh, Dialysis. 
Okay. Under which more common name is the rare poison botulin known when used for smoothing wrinkles? Um, botulin. Uh, oh, Botox. Yes, Botox. What is a pediatrician's specialty? Uh, children. Which three letters describe the relationship between body weight and body size? It's uh, BMI. What is the term for an eating disorder in which lack of appetite is caused by a pathological fear of being overweight? Uh, anorexia. Well done. That's a genuine eight out of eight. So, guys, it was, it's a draw. Fair, very fair draw there. Um, so you're both going to get a spinal crap mug. Great. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> for you before we go so we have been thinking about um songs that we want to add to our playlists to to keep on while we're stuck inside and we're on lockdown so have you any songs that come to mind when you think of being stuck inside um if i have any kind of song well usually when i have my songs and i'm training so i try and find something that's kind of like a bit upbeat to get me going it's Arctic Monkeys when the sun goes down. Oh, just because it's really like... Yeah, I find it gets me kind of going a bit. It's a bit of like energy. Oh, that's really good. So that we, we should have actually asked what, what can motivate you to keep exercising at a time like this. That would have been an even better question. Drew, how about you? Any songs come to mind? Uh, I saw this guy on YouTube had covered Come On Eileen, but he changed the words to COVID-19. That was uh, pretty good, I thought. All right, guys. It's always lovely to speak to all of you guys. And thank you so much for joining us. We will be getting a mug out to you. And you guys will be joining us at tomorrow's cafe, Tuesday, 3 p.m. Um, and anybody wanting to join in is more than welcome. The links will be on our social media pages. Gracie, how do people find our social media pages? At This Is Spinal Crap on Instagram, um, at Spinal Crap Show on Twitter, and This Is Spinal Crap on Facebook. If you're looking for any advice or help related to your spinal cord injury, then the best thing to do is go on to SIA's website. So it's spinal.co.uk. There's loads of information on there and it's as up to date as possible. They've also got a free advice line uh, and that's brilliant. It's a great resource and any kind of help or support that you need, you can get on there. It's 0800-980-0501. So for now, until next time, this is Spinal Crap. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to This is Spinal Crap. And thank you to our sponsors, Colaplast. If you like this week's show, please be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media. 